Welcome to I'm Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. When I was six years old, I started to crawl. I woke up one morning and I could not use my right leg. It would buckle. I couldn't put any weight on it. But I was hungry. And now none of my brothers and sisters were going to feed me cornflakes in bed. So I had to figure out a way to get to the kitchen by myself. And I managed to crawl into the kitchen. This got the attention of my mother, who finally convinced my rub dirt in it father to pay for a doctor visit. Well, an x-ray revealed that I had a degenerative bone disease, Perthes. My right hip had all but disappeared. The only thing to do was stay off it until it grew back. And so the doctor gave me a pair of crutches and a contraption of straps and buckles that went around my waist and then buckled onto my shoe so that my leg was suspended. And I hobbled around that way for three years, from second to third to fourth grade. Now, I have two vivid images of that chapter of my life. The first one is that I just wanted to be a normal kid. I just wanted to play with everybody else. So I learned how to roller skate on one skate. (laughs) And I learned how to hit a baseball standing on one leg. And I got this reputation for being speedy. I could really get around on those crutches. So one day, uh, an eighth grader who had sprained his ankle and had crutches challenged me to a race. And this was a big event at my elementary school. The word got out, okay, everybody meet in the parking lot tomorrow morning, 15 minutes before homeroom bell. And sure enough, hundreds of kids were out in the parking lot. And they lined up on either side, creating this corridor. And it was me and this giant eighth grader, Tommy Harrison. And we line up And boom, we're off. And he's taking these huge strides. And I'm the little second grader. My my legs are like those cartoon characters, you know. We tied. Everybody said it was a tie, which was exhilarating. But then I had to be careful the rest of the day on those linoleum floors because I'd burned out my rubber tips. The second vivid image I have is going on a pilgrimage to the Basilica of Saint-Anne-de-Beaupré in Quebec, Canada. The entourage was me, about seven years old, my Uncle Joe, and my Grandma Laura. And um, I remember that it was a long drive from Detroit. I remember that all the people in the cafes kind of spoke funny. But the thing I remember most was the pillars inside the basilica, 100 feet up, were lined with crutches of people who had felt that they had been cured when they made this pilgrimage. And I never really thought about why it was Uncle Joe and Grandma, well, You know, maybe Uncle Joe could take the time off because my parents couldn't. And grandmas, they're generally available. (laughs) But it turns out that wasn't 
why my grandma was there. Just this summer, I learned something about my grandma that changed my perception and memory of this trip forever. So, you see, St. Anne, the, the basilica was built uh, in the 1700s uh, by European immigrants. And uh, one of them, Luis Guimond, uh, had a miracle occur during the construction of the basilica. He had scoliosis and had to use a crutch while he was working as a mason. He laid three stones, just three stones, at the basilica, and he was cured. And so since then, people have been coming all, from all over the earth to heal uh, the sick and the impaired. Well, this summer, uh, when I was convalescing, I needed something to do, so I was creating a website in tribute to my parents, their hundredth, the hundredth anniversary of their birth, my late parents. And I put out the message to all of my siblings and cousins, photographs, anecdotes, anything you know about the family tree. My cousin Bobby, family historian, he gave me some of his research, and I learned that my grandma had been to St. Anne's before. The story begins when she is born in Canada, Laura Torpy, born in 1881. The Torpys had come over from Ireland to escape poverty. In the Great Migration of 1825, 2,000 people on 19 ships sailing out of County Cork, and they made their way down the St. Lawrence Seaway, and they settled in Douro, Ontario, where Laura was born, and she became a nurse. And she got her first job in St. John's, Michigan, which is right about there, in case you know the map of Michigan. And uh, one day, she responded to a train wreck as a first responder, and she was a kind of a local hero, so there was a write-up in the paper about her. And it happened to mention that she was a native of Douro. Well, that paper made it into the hands of one Andrew Sullivan, a railroad worker who worked just a couple rail stops away in Mount Pleasant, and it turns out that the Sullivans of Tipperary also came over in that great migration on those 19 ships and also settled in Douro. And Andrew Sullivan decided right there that he was going to marry Laura Torpy. He just had to meet her first. <laughs> but that's why, you know, I'm probably skipping. There was probably some courtship and everything, but really what happened was he looked her up and they got married. <laughs> and then being good Catholics, they decided to start a family. But Laura couldn't get pregnant. So they made a pilgrimage to the shrine of St. Anne, the Basilica of St. Anne, because not only did she heal the sick, she'd been a mother. St. Anne was the mother of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And so Laura went in hope of a miracle. And when she got home, she had one. She gave birth to a daughter. Now, I'll give you a minute to think of what name might have come up out of gratitude. <laughs> Anne. She named her Anne Esther Sullivan. That's my mother. Well, she was mother to a whole passel, but she was my mother. And then Laura gave birth to Joe, Bob, and Mary. So 
It was kind of a four-part miracle. So the reason my grandma Laura took her grandson John to the Basilica in Quebec, Canada, which was a long way from Detroit where the people spoke funny and there were crutches on the pillars, was because without St. Anne, there might not be a grandson John at all. And surely she could get a second miracle. And she believes that she did. Because two years later, I was able to walk without crutches. Now, that might have happened anyway. I'm reminded of a funny TV show, an old TV show called The Beverly Hillbillies. That granny once had a potion for the common cold. And everybody took it, and nobody was getting better. So they're going, Granny, what's up? And the punchline at the end was, Well, you take this potion, and you wait two weeks, and your cold will be gone. (laughs) So I don't know if the miracle happened, you know, two years later. Frankly, if if it was a miracle, I really have a kind of a question for St. Anne. I mean, I don't know why she didn't give me a whole shiny new good hip instead of a deformed hip. It grew back, but it grew back all cockeyed and large. And, you know, I was able to play sports, but eventually it started to hurt and I had to get it replaced. And the back trouble I had just recently was all because my whole back was all cattywampus for decades. So, you know, that doesn't like fall into the category of miracle to me. But Laura believed. And who are we to say? I don't know if it's true. And does it matter if it's true? Laura Sullivan took two pilgrimages to St. Anne, both times with deep faith and hope in her heart. And both times she believed that her prayers were answered. Maybe they were. My grandma Laura, she lived that faith all her days. And in the end, when she was summoned to heaven in 1966, well, she just couldn't resist putting a little exclamation point on her devout life. My grandma Laura died on Christmas Day. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.